0: Welcome to Archery Country Podcast. What's up, all you Archery Gurus? It's Big Wade coming to you as we are recording podcast episode number... Yeah, I don't know. Just a little over a year. We're glad that you're still with us. Subscribers, we've had a... uh, roller coaster of a ride as far as scheduling so when we talk podcast every other week every two weeks sometimes every month we're getting to them i promise it's just been extremely busy and uh but anyways we're glad you're here today's gonna be a little bit different this is just me me and me and only me And i'm not talking about a hunt i'm not talking about me i'm not talking about anything other than shooting your bow and not like you think we're not talking about tuning we're not gonna talk about practicing What we're going to talk about is 3D archery, leagues, target archery, everything other than hunting. And here's the reason why. We've had a ton of customers, really good customers, that come in and they ask small questions. They're intimidated. Uh, They're a little bit nervous about how do I go to a 3D shoot? How do I get into leagues? How do I do this, 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 and this? And, you know, as a guy that has been doing this for 15 years as far as shooting I've been shooting I have got my pro card now for six years sorry five years it's just I take it for granted I really do Um, I grew up in leagues I grew up shooting archery and when I was in college shot at a shop and then afterwards I just I I was in leagues that's just what we did some people bowl some people play pool some people play baseball Me, I shot archery, shot a bow. So I'm going to be here today to kind of break down some classifications, to talk about different opportunities for family, for the competitive guru, for somebody who just wants to sharpen them skills in August, uh, doesn't want to do it year-round, or if somebody wants to fully fledge, dive into the target archery rabbit hole and go to it, I'm here for you. I'm going to talk to you about it. First and foremost, I encourage everybody, and I'm going to say this twice. I encourage everybody. doesn't matter if you just bought a bow from us. It doesn't matter if you're 11. It doesn't matter if you're 91. We have something for everybody. I want you to join a league. And if you don't have the opportunity to where you can commit to once a week, I want you to go to a couple 3D shoots or tournaments or fun shoots, whatever they may be, a year. I think it's so unbelievably beneficial to an archer to shoot under a little bit of pressure. And you say, well, I don't want to do pressure. I just want to do it with my friends. I just want to do it with my family. I want to take my two boys out and my wife, and we want to shoot a 3D round. Believe you me, there's pressure hidden somewhere in the oak trees, somewhere in the grass, somewhere at a target that's going to pop up and raise its evil head, and your job <clears throat> is to suppress that pressure to duplicate a hunting situation. See where I'm going with this? So that's, again, I, I encourage everybody. Rather be your local shop every Wednesday night, a 3D range once a month, uh, the 3D shoots that we're going to talk about, Fita shoots, field rounds, whatever. Just do something with your bow. You invest a lot of money in it. You need to shoot it more than twice at an animal. On that note, let's start it off. Sorry for the pause there. Uh, Wrong button was pushed. Anyways, our three, the types of shoots that I'm talking about. Let's break it down from the first of the year. Okay, hunting season's over. It's January 1st. We're rocking and rolling. What we call indoor leagues. All of our shops at Archery Country, Brainerd, they have a very, very explicit shop. You can do a lot of cool things up there. St. Cloud has a really nice range, and here in Rogers, we do as well. Indoor leagues. We have different classifications for different individuals. You're not meant to shoot a specific night, but a lot of individuals will group together and then start shooting on a Tuesday or a Thursday or whatever works for you and your work schedule. You have six days to do it. An indoor, our indoor league. We have six different target faces that we shoot, so it's not just one. When I say target faces, there's going to be a five-spot face, there's going to be a four-spot face, a three-spot face, an animal target, and then you just recycle. Usually leagues are going to be 10 to 12 weeks, depending on the shop that you go to. Archery Country would run 10 weeks this year. COVID had messed up a lot of things. I've said it once. I'll say it again. So just erase 2020 for archery leagues and that. But 2021 is going to be stronger than ever. It already has. I already have a full lineup of shoots to go to this summer. So that's what indoor is. You can go to a lot of great tournaments, but we're not going to talk about tournaments yet. This is just a preparation. And what indoor archery does for a person is you get to know your bow. The first thing that's going to happen is you're gonna come in and you're gonna be very very if if you've been shooting, you're gonna be very strong. You're gonna shoot. You're gonna score well. You might not even know how to score. By the way, all of these usually leagues you have a running total. Um, some targets you're gonna have a total score of a three hundred. Some are gonna be four fifty, and then you're gonna have an X count on some of those. Uh, you got to break it down. You can get on NFAA's website or Archery Country. We got some pretty good blogs about how scoring rings work. But it's going to be a cumulative score over that 10 weeks. And, uh, you know, in the past, we've awarded prizes, cash payouts. Um, and then usually at the end of the year, you have a, a shoot off to kind of fee- see who the, just a little more challenge. You are going to have a lot of target archers that shoot indoor leagues because that's what they do. But I'm seeing an increasingly number of bow hunters that are starting and never starting. And the cool thing about it, All of Archery Country's leagues start that first week in January. Our website, our media team is going to do a great job putting that all out in front of you. You come into the shop or you call in and you sign up for it. And then if you have any questions whatsoever, you just come to the front desk. We talk you through it. We can teach you how to score if you've never done that before. Super, super easy. Okay, that's type one. Type two is outdoor target archery. By far, one of the coolest aspects of target archery. And you can shoot a bow hunting rig in it as well. There's FIDA, where you shoot a 50-centimeter target, uh, 70, 90. Depends on, you're going to shoot 50 meters, 70 meters, 90 meters. There's also what we call field rounds, where you actually walk a course. And sometimes you're going to be shooting four arrows at a station. Sometimes you're going to shoot one. There's, I don't have enough time to go through it, but it's very, very detailed. Once you get that field bug in your system, and there's only a couple of these shoots in Minnesota, Iowa. When I say a couple, probably a half dozen bigger ones that I know of. Uh, there's getting to be more. But field round, you're going to notice that you deal with angled shots. You're going to notice your equipment going to change just a little bit i'll get into that okay so don't push pause and wait for a big elaborate breakdown we're going to get to the equipment here in just a little bit but that's outdoor target archery third and probably the most recognized once the snow melts sometimes not even when the snow melts once the snow melts you're going to see 3d shoot flyers everywhere There's a plethora of 3D shoots to go just in Minnesota. If you live in the smack Center, of the state in St. Cloud, you can go three hours, any direction, almost every week and find one. You can go 15 minutes, you can go three hours, you can go seven hours. You you can go to a 3D shoot. There's getting to be more and more indoor ones as well. 3D, I think, is so popular because it's the closest thing that imitates... Hunting, what the final goal is for 90% of you out there listening is going to be to duplicate a hunting scenario. Now on a 3D shoot, <clears throat> there's a lot of them that are just for fun. You pay a $10, 15 20 fee, sometimes north of there depending on the course requirements. You go, you get a scorecard, you don't have to score, you can if you want, and you can make it as rough and tough as you want or you can walk up to the stake and there obviously there's some rules but you would shoot range it some are going to be ranged some are not going to be ranged i'm I'm going all over the board here but we'll get to that i'm going to dissect each and every one of these as far as classes as well so 3d archery is a blast You can take in your kids. You and three of your buddies can go. You can do it in the backyard. You can purchase targets from the shop. But an actual shoot, what it does, in my mind, if you can see the air quotes, is it duplicates. and puts you in a pressure situation. And if you say, you know, I don't understand, Wade, what you're talking about. What do you mean pressure situation? If you're a hunter and you see a target animal, rather it be a big doe or a turkey or a a muley or an elk or, you know, the target buck that you got on trail cameras, when you see that animal, most of the time, before he's even in range or it's in range, you start to experience what we call adrenaline, the nervousness, the heart pounding. Your body does some funky shit and when it does, <clears throat> your mind has to surpass that to make the shot that you've made 955 times at the practice range. That's the overall concept of what, we're, what I'm stressing. If you duplicate this enough, when it comes down to crunch time, it's natural. You don't think about it. You're still excited, but your mind over matter, your mind over your body <clears throat> lets you execute your release cleanly let's you focus your pin on the target you're already instinctively range the animal set your sight or found the pin that you need to do doing the same thing at a lesser level in 3D archery so <clears throat> basics of that 3D indoor outdoor <clears throat> that's what you can rock and roll leagues there are 3D leagues you shoot them uh There's a couple good ones out there, but you can shoot them once a week, I believe. Uh, You got to look on there. There's a couple different forums online. There's a couple different pages that have shoots and leagues available. A lot of your pro shops will know where the leagues are going on. Archery country does not have a summer league, and here's the reason why. People ask all the time, well, why don't you guys have a summer league? If we put one more p sized requirement on our plate from may 1st until november 1st there would be even more headache we're we're so busy and we're so customer service orientated that we want to get you set up set up properly sighted in and then let you enjoy it it's just not enough time there's not enough adequate space it just doesn't work that's why we don't have indoor and we all have small Ranges for shops so we couldn't leave a 3d league set up all summer <clears throat> and of course, who wants to come inside and shoot in the summer? You want to go outside right? So your leagues are mostly in <clears throat> in the winter but that's set up. now everybody can shoot these fun shoots. everybody can shoot leagues again does not matter your qualification doesn't matter how good you are doesn't even matter what equipment you have there's a class for everybody. And I'm gonna talk about classes here for just a second on your classes. Again, I use 90%. I should really drop that down to about 75, but there's a majority of you that have your bow set up for one thing and that's hunting and harvesting. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. So in our classes, the most general is what we call bow hunter class. Some of the rules on bow hunter class are this. Doesn't matter the size of the bow. The regulations state most bow hunter classes are going to be 12 inch stabilizers or less. That's including your quick disconnect. So we measure from the riser to the end of the stabilizer. The front one has to be under 12. We measure from the riser back of the riser to the end of your back or sidebar has to be under 12 inches stabilizers are under 12 inches that's what most hunting setups are anyways so there's your stabilizer setup now if you switch up to your site this is where it's a little bit of a gray area because as the industry has moved forward there's a thing called a driver's site a movable pin a single pin where you can set the yardage on a drive wheel and then shoot your desired target. Those are becoming more and more acceptable. Like, for example, at our 3D shoots for Archery Country, uh, the Woods is a new one we're going to talk about in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the big shoot at the ski resort in Kimball is another one. Our bow hunter class allows driver sights. But in any Bowhunter class. Anywhere in the world, you are not allowed to have a lens. A magnification lens on your sight is not allowed. Now, sometimes they say absolutely no lenses. A lot of guys are shooting a specialty archery peep or a hamsky peep that has a clarifier or a verifier. You have to check the requirements or the rules at the specific shoot for that. But let's just say that you're shooting for fun. No one cares. You can shoot whatever you want. Okay? Bow hunter class, if you're going out, if you're not shooting for money, you can go out and shoot whatever God has given you for a bow, and you can shoot it. But that is bow hunter class. 12-inch and under stabilizers. absolutely no glass. You can shoot it with whatever hinge you want. And big misconception, or a lot of people don't know, you can shoot whatever size arrow you want, unless they have an arrow restriction. Why would they have an arrow restriction? In a hunting world, you're not going to take a 2564 series arrow or a 2764 64 series arrow and shoot it at an animal. One, you're probably not going to have inserts for it. Two, it's just a big, huge Lincoln log. Why do guys or gals shoot fat shafts? Simply to score more points. They're line cutters. They can have a devastating impact if it's windy. If you have any shots over 50 yards, <clears throat> I highly recommend not shooting a triple X or an NVX or a VTAC 27. It's just if you're shooting 50 and under and you're a 3D shooter, absolutely. If you're shooting open class or bow hunter class, you can dabble with it. A, a lot of bow hunters will switch and shoot a 23 series arrow. A 19 is standard. So if I'm giving you numbers right now, 19 series arrow is a standard diameter arrow. Then you go to 23, then you go to 25, then 27 are the biggest. You can never shoot anything bigger than a 27 series arrow. Now, why do you see guys shooting skinny arrows? One, either they're hunting with them or like our field and fida shooters, you're shooting incredibly long shots and you have wind. Misdirection from wind can cost you up to 10 points if you're not playing with it. So why not take that variable out? That's where you see skinny micro diameter arrows, which is an inside diameter of 166. So if that right there didn't confuse you, now I'm going to start confusing you. <clears throat> open class is open to the world. You can shoot every lens that you have. You can shoot any size stabilizer. You can shoot any arrow up to 27 64s series. Now, in between all of that, we also have traditional shooters, which is called a bare bow setup. It's a bow, the string, and an arrow. We have compound recurve. We have longbow. We have traditional with sights. It's just there's a whole bunch of different classes when you talk about trad. Most trad shooters, you're either compound recurve or traditionally set up. Instinctive shooting. You may have a, a bare hair rest. You may shoot off the shelf. You may shoot your shooting feathers, obviously. Um, usually a standard diameter arrow. Uh, carbon is the new thing. Kind of, You can get a cedar-covered carbon shaft. But if you're a trad shooter, there's a trad class. Now, break it down. There's things called Open Pro, or the Open of Opens, The the elite shooters. There's probably 20 to 25 guys and gals and even youth that qualify in this class. They go to national shoots. They have won money. They will enter with the best of the best. Now, there's also called open amateur, where you're not a professional shooter. I hate that word because there's not very many people that are making a living off of shooting professionally. Besides the 25, 35 individuals you see on TV once in a while, obviously they're under contract, and they're probably making pretty good ching off of it. They don't come to shoots around here anyways. So they go where the big money is, and by all means you can go there too, but that's open. There's open amateur. Sometimes it's called open money um, or open trophy, and that's still... <clears throat> open setup, but you're just not scoring high enough to compete with the pros or the elites. So you can run that as well. Now, bow hunter, <clears throat> one of the classes that we have for bow hunter is bow hunter trophy. You usually an entry fee, but you're not competing against the bow hunters that are competing for money. This is going to get a lot of scrambled. We're going to probably get a few emails and a lot of questions, and we encourage that because the more you know, the more or the better you're gonna be. Bow hunter class, usually there's an adult bow hunter, and then <clears throat> you can go down into your youth and your cub. But bow hunter is just basically bow hunter. We put you in the bow hunter class, and you're in the bow hunter class. There can be a bow hunter money, and there can be a bow hunter trophy. Every shoot you go to, you can shoot for money, most of them, or you can just shoot the regular fun walk through the woods. And sometimes I do that as well. When I have my boys with me and we go to a 3D shoot or my wife, who is the non most non competitive person in the history of the world. She doesn't want to have that pressure, just wants to have fun, wants to get outside, wants to get steps on her iWatch. So that's what we go do. <clears throat> we pay our fee. Well, I don't care where they hit it. I'm instructing them. I'm helping them. But we're just shooting our bow rather than in our backyard. And that is one of the key points of this podcast. Just get out and do it. Now, some of the rules that are going to obtain to this, we, we uh, jump back to classes. There's also cub, which is the little itty-bitty ones. There's youth, which I believe usually is 16, stops at 16, sometimes 18 and under. There's young adult. There's women classes that are strictly just females. And then the other classes we talked about, bow hunter and open I don't think I'm forgetting any of those, but I'll keep you in the loop if I am. <clears throat> there are uh, a bunch of rules that are going to go with all of these classes. We talked about equipment breakdown. Of course, you'll have to look that up. But how, how does a 3D shoot work? Okay, How do I sign up? How do I go to it? How do, what do I do when I get there? And then how do I go through the course? Here's a quick breakdown. The day of 2021 is pretty much everything's on your phone. If you don't receive email notifications, you can hop on Facebook or Instagram, even Snapchat, uh, some of the other social media platforms, and there are flyers, there are invites, there are group messaging, there's everything that goes with it. Or stop in the pro shop and say, hey, what shoots are you going? If you come into our pro shop right now, there's three flyers hanging on the wall. One shoot you can go to here in April. One shoot you can go to in May. Another shoot you can go to in June. Another one that's going to be in July. Another one that's going to be in August. There's, they're coming in every day, but social media is a huge, huge uh, breakthrough. The last five, ten years of how to get in contact with that. So let's say you're going to a shoot, um, the the woods, 3D Invitational, that we're going to have. Uh, Archery Country is teamed up. With the Royal Rangers, the Minnesota District Assembly of God, and an archery country for the Woods NAS 3D Invitational. Okay, I just read that off of paper. I didn't memorize that. There's going to be 50 3D targets over 400 acres by Lake Placid. Okay, this is already out. It is already online. You can check this out. It's going to be Friday, June 4th, June 5th, and June 6th. Very, very similar to our archery country, Kimball, Ski Lodge or the the skiing hill uh shoot. Very, very similar format. But all skill levels, welcome. Shoot for fun, sharpen your skills. You can go through the uh the group of friends. The trophies are awarded first, second, and third place, $20 and $10 gift cards given back. That's for the Genesis setup. There's also open setups. There's also bow hunter classes. There's the everything is out there. Okay. Let's get back to it. So you find this shoot that you want to go to. We're just going to call it Shoot A. The Shoot A is going to be on Saturday, uh, May 5th, whatever day it is. I'm going to go to it, okay? I would probably recommend getting your sighted in before you go there. But the cool thing about it is almost every archery tournament or archery shoot has a Warm-up area, practice area, they call it. 3D targets, bag targets. You can really fine-tune your pins because a lot can happen. Driving from point B to point A or shoot A. So you you signed up for this or you can pay when you get there. You get to the shoot. You know that you're going to shoot the bow hunter class. You have your pins, fixed pins or slider, 20, 30, 40, out to 100 yards, whatever it may be. Some equipment that you're going to want to make sure you have. Not only your bow. If you think that you're going to walk through a 3D course with three arrows, you're either A, phenomenal, or B, you're not shooting with anybody. Reason why is when you get four or five guys shooting at a target, you're going to have knocks that bust, veins that come off. <clears throat> you're going to miss. I said that aloud. You're going to miss from time to time, maybe not find your arrow. So have some arrows. Some arrows. I would say more than a half dozen, half dozen minimum. Another big thing that I would have is a a set of binoculars that are adequate. You want to be able to see what you're shooting at. You want to see where your buddy's arrow is sitting in the target if you're scoring for points, how to base your shot off of what you see down there. Now, one thing that we haven't talked about <clears throat> and this is an argument that I will take to the grave. <clears throat> I used to shoot a class called Unknown. Everybody did. You had no idea how far the target was. You guessed. The days have changed. Almost all of our 3D shoots now are going to be known or have a known class. So a rangefinder is a must. With that being said, not all rangefinders are created equally. So, some ones that I would put on the top of the list would be Vortex or a Loophole. These have been proven. You can spend anywhere as you want, from a hundred dollars all the way up to a thousand, depending on what you want it for. Some of the rangefinders are going to configure in the angle; they're an angle compensating rangefinder, so. The actual range may be 38 yards, but you have a 20-degree downhill shot, so you're going to range it, and then it'll tell you to aim for 32, so then you would use your 32-yard pin or pin gap. So a known class, you're going to want to have a range finder. If I spent less money on a stabilizer or less money on cat whiskers or, or less money on anything on the bow, one thing I wouldn't, skimp on would be your rangefinder or your binocular make or break you in the 3D world i promise you that so known or open if it or if it's an unknown course <clears throat> you can't have a rangefinder you have to go there and you have to guess and that is very challenging as well almost all hunters nowadays are going to have a rangefinder or they've walked off from their deer stand or their ground blind what 20 yards is what 30 yards is and what 40 yards is so you have an idea even when you're practicing, once out of every 20 times that I'm shooting my bow, I may just walk to target and guess it. But that's a whole different podcast known versus unknown. Most of them are going to be known, meaning you can range the target. Most of them have a cap of 50 yards. Some are not. Some are going to be 100 yards. Field shoots that are different, feet of shoots are different as well. So you get there, you have your equipment. You go sign up, you go to the practice range, highly recommend shooting half a dozen at least or maybe 20 shots at various yardage just to make sure that your equipment didn't get bumped during transport or something didn't get moved or lighting hasn't changed. You know, get you dialed in and then you're going to get a scorecard and a map of the course or it'll be laid out with arrows. You go to station number one, target number one, wherever they start you. You walk up to the stake, there's going to be stakes equivalent for what class that you're shooting. If you're shooting the open class, it might be a blue stake, farthest out. If you're shooting the cub class, it might be a pink stake, closest in, et cetera. Et cetera. Walk to the stake, acquire your target. If you're shooting a known class, range the target. Range it, says 32 yards. Then you get your binos and you see where exactly you need to hit on that target. If you're shooting for fun, by all means, just pull back and rip and shoot for a kill shot right there in the pocket behind the shoulder. If you're shooting for scoring rings, these are where your binoculars are very, very helpful. You see where the scoring ring is, an imperfection in the target or an arrow that's already in the target. Or if you're the first guy out, you just got to figure out where you're going to shoot, what you're going to aim at. So you've ranged the target, you set your sight for 32 yards, you figured out where you're going to hit. Step up to the stake. Usually you have to be touching the stake or straddling the stake. You aim, execute your shot, you're done. Now, archer number two, archer number three, archer number four, however big your group is, <clears throat> will step up behind you. They'll make the same exact sequence of events. They'll shoot. When everybody is done with your group of four or three or five or ten or however many it's going to be, then you will all go down to the target. There will be a designated arrow scorer with a secondary if you need a secondary call. But the arrow scorer is going to go down. He's going to say, Joe, you shot a 10. Adam, you shot a 12. Wade, you shot an 8. And Bree, you shot a 10. Then there's going to be a designated score. For most tournaments, there's going to be two scores. They will write down that score. When all scores are put down on paper, usually your arrow puller will say, good. Everybody will say, good. You retrieve the arrows, go back to your bows, go to station number two. So on, so forth. Now, most of these 3D shoots are going to have anywhere from 20 all the way up to 50 targets. So it's going to be a couple of hours to get through the course. As busy as the last Oh, three that I've been to is many people that are itching to get outside. The weather has blessed us with some awesome temps and dry. You're going to be there for quite a while. There's going to be some holdups from target to target. There's nothing that the shoot uh, representatives or the team that's putting it on can do. It's just when you have four people at each target, it takes time. Some are faster, some are slower. Just like golf, there's some etiquette. Sometimes you can go through and come back. Just so you know, it's going to take you a couple couple hours to finish a shoot. On that being said, when you're done with all of your targets, then you will score. You'll tally up all your scores, and you, if it's a tournament, you will turn it in. Usually, you have to sign. Not only the score has to sign, the secondary score has to sign, and then the shooter has to sign. All of these rules will be laid out, either on the scorecard or on the website or the facebook page or the handout that you get so then you tally them up and you'll see your name some of them have a running score total some of them have they wait till the end and then you have a shoot off there's a bunch of different ways that it can run now if you're just fun shooting you don't even have to take score you can just go out for what we call kill shots you can uh, record them if you want i recommend doing that so you know your progression if you're getting better if you're getting worse Sometimes out on the range you're going to notice that your 50 is not 50. Your 50 is shooting really low and you need to actually shoot 53 and that's just this also aids in perfecting your sight tape or for perfecting your pins. It puts your bow not only you in a pressure situation but it puts you and your equipment in the same ball game. How does this bow perform under pressure? Do I need to get a more forgiving setup? Do I need to change my stabilizer weight? Is my pin dancing around? Or is it sitting straight? Is it sitting there? Is it easy for me to get level on my sight, uh, my bubble level in the middle? You know, there's a lot of different things that when you go to your backyard, you're standing flat-footed on the deck, or you're standing flat-footed on the ground, and all your shots are the same, and you're you're grouping them great out to 50. Now let's throw some angles in there. Let's throw some off footing. Let's uh, have one foot higher than the rest. Let's gonna you know let's have a target that's quartering to you, quartering away. Uh, small scoring rings. It's going to really fine-tune you as an archer. Now, talking about these tournaments, and I'm only going to elaborate on two because they're ours, and we take care of ours, if you know what I'm saying. The woods, um, the shoot that we're talking about up there by Lake Placid, again, this is June 4th, June 5th, June 6th. Uh, On Friday, June 4th, it's from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., Saturday is from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. and Sunday is from 8 a.m. to noon. Um, this is going to have the ability you're going to, for the target archers, the big dogs out there, if you want to shoot the open class, there's open, there's also open trophy, there's bow hunter, bow hunter trophy. There's money included into this payout based off of entries. There's also trophies for the youngins, there's the NASP shooters. So if you're, uh, if you're a NASP shooter, this is one of the NASP shoots, uh, hence the word NASP, 3D Invitational. All of this is laid out, and uh, by all means, we can help you if you come into the shops, any of them, Brainerd, Way Park, or here in Rogers, and uh, we can guide you through everything that you need to know about that shoot. With that being said, there's also the one, um, we keep moving it up in dates, used to be around the Labor Day. Now it's kind of gone in the middle of August. We go around some national shoots. Um, this is out in Kimball, and this is, uh, when you talk about angles, I've never been up to the range in Lake Placid, so I don't know how detailed that's going to be. But the one in Kimball, you're gonna shoot some 15, 20, 22 degree shots uphill, downhill. Uh, you're gonna have some cuts that you have to your rangefinder will take care of or you have to inquire that in that. When I say cuts, an angled shot is gonna take yardage off of your line of sight. So it's very, very challenging and it's very good, especially for the guys that are just creeping up on their elk hunt, antelope hunt, muley hunt, or even the whitetail hunters here in the Midwest, that uh, it's going to help you look at a bunch of different targets, size targets. You shoot everything from, you know, a javelina to a raccoon on a small basis, at short yardage to, you know, a full-sized elk at that 80 to 100 yards, caribou, you know, big grizzlies. That's what's super cool about 3D, is you're not staring at a piece of paper with circles on it. You're actually looking at a three-dimensional lifelike animal and when i say lifelike give you a scenario sometimes when you go up to a target that's out there at 50 60 yards all you're going to see is hairlines you're going to see a shoulder shadow you're going to see a you know right there in the sweet spot that pocket there's going to be a dark area Um, you're going to follow the hairline up from the shoulder line Uh, most everybody listening to this knows where to aim on a live animal and you can aim the same way on a 3d animal if you're shooting that way or if you need to shoot or want to shoot the scoring rings you need to be able to find that you need to be able to figure out exactly where to aim and this is so helpful when it comes out to finding a hair on a whitetail animal when you're in the heat of the moment you know you can really concentrate down and say you know what I've done this 300 times this summer I, you know, the the big 30 point buck that's standing out there at 47 yards, I know right where to put the arrow. Duplicating a scenario with added pressure is what it's all about. So this is a really short podcast today and uh, just giving you a little info, trying to give you guys more knowledge by all means. No question is a dumb question when it comes to target archery or 3D archery you're more than welcome to come in and ask and we can even help you if let's say you go to a 3d shoot and in the back of your mind you figured you would finish in the top 10 and with the way the scores prevailed out and you came down and you finished in the top 30 you finished 27th and you know you said i was very confident but what can help me many of us right here at the shop do this every week and uh we can help you with little things from arrows, stepping up different arrows, to maybe you need to switch to a single pin because there's too many pins in there in your uh, sight. You know, maybe it's just release execution. If you're a command shooter, maybe when we put you under pressure, um, throwing the button at them is what I call it, isn't helping you. It's hurting you. And rather than get frustrated, let us guide you through it. And that's where we see a lot of guys that come in with their bow hunting rig for indoor leagues in January. By the time we're done in March, a lot of them have either switched releases, switched sights, switched bows, switched arrows. And of course, we're not driving this for that. But, you know, you want the, the people that are going to shoot leagues and shoot 3D shoots, even for fun, they are, they're doing it for a reason. One, fun being the most. Two, they want to get better at something that they're doing. There are little things that can help you get better. It's not just you. But the most important part of it is reputation and consistency. Having a consistent shot from shot one to shot 60 is the ultimate goal. So you're doing the same thing every time. So I hope that you enjoyed this. Uh, I know we kind of rambled on and got a little bit to it, but I gave you a, a little bit of information. Again, all these shoots are going to be posted, and you're more than welcome to become uh, get on our email subscription, and you get the email sent out to you. Also, get on our website and get on Facebook and like the page, Instagram as well. Uh, of course, turkey hunting's right around the corner, so some guys are going to be going out and shooting 3D, just getting ready for that. Once turkey hunting's done, we kind of have a void we need to fill before big game season and that's where we would go to these awesome shoots the woods June 4th 5th and 6th uh, dates pending on the Kimball shoot but that'll be happening probably in later August and then there's a ton of shoots elsewhere Um, we you know sometimes we have the flyers in here sometimes we're going to them and we can help you a lot a lot more than I can say on our, our little podcast today but again if you have any questions and even our, our digital team, our, our uh, media team, you can send questions to them. They'll get them to us, and we'll answer them for you. You can call the shop, and we can talk, and we'll, uh, we'll help you out on that. And, again, I invite everybody to go to an indoor league, to shoot outdoor targets, leagues, or just to go to 3D shoots, scoring, money, just for fun, whatever lights you up. I want you to do it. It'll make you a better archer. When you're a better archer, you're more confident. You get more out of the sport. I promise you that. On behalf of everybody at Archery Country, my name is Wade. It's been a pleasure. Like us, subscribe to us, check us out. Put this on your notification when we get new ones, and we will see you on down the road. Thank you for listening to Archery Country Podcast.